Hey, it's Thursday, December 14th, <laughs> and this is season two, episode eight, our season finale of The Pivot Slayers of Boredom Podcast. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> we only made it to eight this year. That's all right. Dude, this life's year's tough. been fucked up. So yeah, man. I don't care. It has been. Shit. So. Whatever. <laughs> what have you been up to since the last time I saw you, which I guess was when? Sometime in October, probably. I think so. Um, yeah, it was definitely. Because whatever. We were supposed to have one on the last Saturday. But my job has been insane. And so they sent me to Rhode Island, even they, though they never sent me anywhere before. And oh, dude, really? Yeah, I did a deployment. And <laughs> uh, it was it was actually a pretty cool experience. But it sucks. I'm, I'm I like de- Rhode Island. I'm like deploying computers. And they say it doesn't matter. But um, <laughs> either way, it so does. that's why we couldn't. It do, matters. That's why we couldn't do Saturday was because I was getting back from it's Rhode okay. Island. Uh, it don't matter. Yeah. None of this matters. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, the uh, uh, what have I been up to? Phew. Other than that, it's been stressful. So just consuming entertainment. You yeah. Know, you watch. <clears throat> I know you're watching shit. Yeah, I'm on my second week of being unemployed. Sucks. Uh. For anyone that gives a fuck, I used to work for a Ford dealership, and they basically don't want people to buy cars in person anymore. They want you to go online, you know, all that shit. Yeah. Get financed online, then go to some location and pick up a car, and they'll probably go to vending machines like Carvana, all that bullshit. Yeah. So we're a small, smaller dealer, and they fucking shut down the sales point, and I lost my job. So I don't know. It sucks, man. I've applied to probably over 40 jobs at this point. I haven't found anything yet. I know this is a bad time of the year. It's almost Christmas. Or there's hiring freezes. No one wants to deal with it. So uh, for the first time in my adult life, I'm on unemployment. Um, I've filed for one week of it. I'll file for this week on Sunday. I haven't seen any money yet because it takes forever. You know what and I mean? It's not much, but it'll be enough to to keep uh, you know like keep my bills afloat as far as the family goes. Yeah, it, you know it. It's a misconception with unemployment that it's the government paying you. It's the company situation you've paid into for how many years you've been working Yeah, 20 there. years. 20 years you've been I've, working I'm there. I'm 38 you've, years old. I've been working since I was 18, so. You, you've, <laughs> paid, you've paid into a pot that everyone else has paid into mm-hmm. in case, you know, you would lose your job or somebody would be fired. Well, not, I don't know. Somebody would have to be laid off and deserve unemployment, and then it's there. So people look down on you like, oh, you're just sitting around you're getting your unemployment. It's like, No. It's not the situation at all. I, I mean, paid for this so that I could take my time getting a job I deserve and not having to rush into the workforce. Again, yeah, you know, people like to people like to believe the the anecdotes that they're told about people mooching up the system and then yeah. all of a sudden everybody's a moocher when they need a little bit of assistance that they've paid into for 20 years. But I don't give a shit. Anybody can fucking say whatever they want about me. If you want, just let me let me get your email address and I'll send you every single application I've sent out over the past two months since I found out this was happening to me. And fuck you. Yeah, there you go. So, um, <clears throat> but yeah, entertainment. I mean, I don't know. I've been playing a lot of guitar, watching some movies. Um, we got la- a show June twenty eighth. That's oh my gosh, that's right. Our <laughs> band is it the twenty eighth? I don't know when it is, but yeah, it sometime is. in June, our bands have a show at some place <laughs> I've never been to in York. The kennel. The kennel seems cool. Oh, it's so cool. Is it? Yeah, we played nice. there once. Um, it was it was a very eclectic lineup, and we stood out like a sore thumb. But mm. we had oh, our bands somewhere. all mesh well together. It'll be fine. Oh yeah, that whole lineup is is amazing. Here away, beneath us, here away, and so it's come to this. And yeah, ma'am. It's going to be great, and it's at the kennel in York, June twenty eighth. But you know, we'll, we'll yeah, you know, whatever. Come or don't come. I don't. Shows are just whatever. You should come. <laughs> we're actually we're playing post rock fest out in Indianapolis. <laughs> Did I tell you that? Uh, we, Matt did. Oh, what? And what is that like? Post, post, post fest, like is let lame. Me, let me tell I'm them sh- what post fest is. Post fest is a post rock festival that has houses the greats. It's something I've wanted to go to. Like Arctangent is another festival that's in the UK that is just the same. It's where I go to look at their flyer to find new bands because it's always the best of the best. And the idea of going as a band is what we've been trying to do. Just to witness it as a bonding experience. This motherfucker is fucking playing it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Dude, I'm so happy for you, dude. I'm sorry. I didn't even... Dude, it's all Matt. He's a freaking guru, man. Like, he's... It's an, it's, well, you deserve it. You do. You deserve it. You got tons of followers. Your music's... We have a really good sounding album. It's great. That... We as individuals in the band paid a lot of money for, but Matt especially financed it. 
Um, so Matt put, puts a lot, put a lot of work and money into it. You know what I mean? That's why it sounds great. We worked hard on it. We worked hard on the songs. And that's called being humble, everyone. But either way, it's well-deserved to be on that festival. It, yeah. It's just, it's mind-boggling. Are you going to come out there Hell and see us? yeah. Of nice, course cool. I'm going to be there for that. I've always wanted to go. I think my I've wife's going to come too, but if not, if not, the only one I'm staying with is my bass player. Okay. He's a big old cuddly black man. I love him to death. I'll share a room with him or a bed. No one else. That's well. Unless my wife. Makes sense. It makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, um, I don't know. There are some things I have to say since we do love cinema on this podcast before we get into, you know, the deep and dark nature that it generally is. Dark. Um, Last Voyage of Demeter. Okay, I, I, I read reviews. Do you know what movie that is? Oh, I saw it in theaters. Okay. I've, I read reviews before I see movies all the time. I, I didn't hate it. I thought the cinematography was awesome. I thought the acting was really, really good. It just wasn't, I don't know. They, it was okay. I give it like a B plus. They, they, they marketed it like a horror, you know, and it was more of a thriller. That was my disappointment, but overall I liked it. It was just that I went in thinking there was going to be more of an like a like scary aspect to it, where to me it was more of like a monster, and it, I don't know, it didn't have the same the scare Drac- factor. It, it was Dracula, right? I guess. Essentially, yeah. Yeah. So that fucking thing was pretty creepy. I mean, it was. Like when, don't get me the, wrong. Like the, but... the first kill, and I don't if you haven't seen it by now. I mean, what the fuck? You know, it's been out long enough. Fucking the first kill where it's just like sitting there under like under the steps, like and it's just like Argh! and he's like, it's like, oh, what is that? And it turns and then just jumps on him. I was like, oh my god, that was fucking weird. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like not like a jump scare, but just like, oh, that was fucking creepy as shit. That's what I mean. It and then was, when it's, it was when it's good, chasing that but... guy up the mast and it just like looks at him, like when it comes to like the moonlight and it's around, it's fucking crazy. Yeah, no, it was a great um, monster. It was a great monster. It scenario. was a great monster. That's for sure. But it but it wasn't. I, it wasn't what I expected, and I felt like it wasn't yeah. what they promoted, but. Um, overall, I would still recommend people see it. Just know you're going in, you yeah. know, for a decent ride. I saw, um, <laughs> I saw Oppenheimer. I haven't seen it yet, so don't spoil anything. Okay, well, I know the end. Well, I mean, you just... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Oppenheimer, I mean, whatever, you know, it's, it's, I didn't need to see it on film. I've seen the black. I mean, you can just go on Netflix right now and see the. There's a World War II, um, like basically like from the like first person perspective, like all colorized and re digitized, whatever the hell those people do, just like really cleaning up the old footage. And I just finished that series. That was amazing. And they have Oppenheimer's Blast on there and stuff like that. And it was just it was much more impressive just seeing it there than like having it reconstructed in the cinematic universe and through the the lens of Christopher Nolan. You know what I mean? Like, guy's awesome. Don't get me wrong. I love that guy. Inception's one of my favorite films. I just... It wasn't like... There, what was that? What's that asshole? Logan Paul or Jake Paul? One of those... Both of them. Both of them. Okay, yeah. <laughs> one of them was just like, yeah, I just... I had to walk out because it was just people talking the whole time. You know, like, typical, like, okay, you can't sit down and watch, like, a movie filled with dialogue. But it, at points, it <laughs> did unreal. feel about that. Feel kind of like... It just... I don't know. Didn't do it for you. It did... A, it's... Oh, he, like he always does a great job with suspense. So, like, the suspense was always good, but it wasn't, like... Did it make it seem like it's an awful scenario the whole time, or was it, like, a glorified scenario? Like, Oh, no, it no, it, it was... I mean, it didn't go the route of, like, Oliver like, Stone, you know what I mean? But it wasn't allowed in that country, they said, because... And when asked about it, they were like, would you want to watch from the perspective of the 9-11 terrorists? Like, no. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. Sure. But I didn't care about it too much. I do want to see it. I love Cillian Murphy. I think he's one yeah, of the he's awesome out there. So I, I would um, like to see it, but I haven't caught it yet. I saw I saw Napoleon with my stepdad yesterday, <laughs> and like <laughs> Napoleon. Yes. Oh my god, it's <laughs> a fucking throwback. Um, what do you mean throwback? Napoleon. Oh, I thought Napoleon. Not died Napoleon. Napoleon. No, I was like, no, Jesus the film fuck. Napoleon. Ridley oh. Scott. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Walking Phoenix. I know so, what I'm talking about now. I'm back. So, like, I couldn't, somebody, again, one of the reviews I read, it was like, it seemed like Joaquin Phoenix showed up on set and was just like, I don't care, what am I supposed to do? (laughs) And, like, as I'm watching this movie and I'm watching him act, like, I'm keeping that, keeping that little fucking nugget in the back of my mind the whole time, and it's just getting closer and closer and closer to the front of my brain to the point where I'm just like, he didn't give a fuck about this movie. No? (laughs) No, dude. It is... It is cinematically beautiful, as most Ridley Scott films are, but 
first of all, everyone, as they tend to do when, you know, making films that take place in Europe and different countries that don't speak English, people just tend to have British accents. And he was the only one without one. So it's kind of like that Robin Hood sense with Kevin Costner. You know what I mean? It's just like, this just doesn't fit, dude. Like you sound so different from everyone else. And that was just kind of the case because Joaquin wasn't, he was just talking like Joaquin and it was just so. That's weird as shit. And again, he he appeared to be like this this petulant man child, which you know apparently is like the rumor, and, and like there's scenes where like I'm it's not going to ruin the movie by telling you this, but like there's scenes where like you know he'll watch Josephine flirting with someone, and then it's just cut like quick cuts to him just like banging the shit out of her doggy style, but just like you know like just to the point, and then she's just like rolling her eyes like yeah whoop de doo, just it's just again reinforcing that sense that he's just like he's just an immature. Um, freaking insecure, petulant child. You know what I mean? He's just yeah, taking yeah. it all out. Like, and it's just, it's fucking ridiculous. Um, I'm still gonna watch it. It's, <laughs> I, I couldn't, it's like one of those movies where it's like, is it, is it taking itself seriously? Like, is this a serious movie? Like, I'm watching it, it's, it's beautifully shot and then Joaquin comes in, in there and I'm just like, is this fucking serious? Like, I kept thinking that the whole time. It was hilarious. Mm. Other than that, you know. Did you see the Leonardo DiCaprio Flowers of the Sour Moon or whatever it is? Um, no, I have not. That's the re- it's supposed to be really long. Like, yeah, like three hours really long. long yeah, freaking John Oliver made a joke about it in one of his episodes. Like something about some woman was going on some diatribe for three hours or something like that. And he was like, and if you've seen Killers of the Flower Moon, that's what it is. <laughs> then you know three hours is a long time. <laughs> John Oliver, that guy's great. You should always, if if you if you do like listening to us and you few listeners, always sprinkle in John Oliver, yeah, as well every week if you can. It's that man's the man's genius. I mean, what was it? Freight trains was the most recent one. Yeah, yeah. And my wife, my wife, my wife and I, we watch it every week, and she um, does a lot of work with them through Gannett Fleming. And, you know, I don't think she has, you know, generally shining feelings about them. So. Well, it's just, like, I'm just going off of, like, freight trains. I don't know shit. Mm-hmm. Nowhere have I ever researched anything about them. So John Oliver covers it in a way that's entertaining, and I'm, you know, genuinely interested now yeah. in the entire industry. I mean, that's the whole that's the whole shtick of the show, and it's it's well-researched, it's well-researched and the comedy's great. Yeah. But oh. again, I mean, people are just going to... Just, it's just going to provide a lot of information that people aren't going to want to hear and they're going to want to deny because it doesn't fit their worldview. And so, in that sense, I guess it's liberal or left-leaning. Yeah. No, it's 100% liberal left-leaning. Of course, but it's... But uh, every... Like, that... I'm, all right, yeah. That's true. <laughs> Dude, I mean, he'll make fun of Democrats just as much. I mean, I'd, I'd I mean, say... of course, but we know, you know. It's more so... Left-leaning just means informed. It's... <laughs> It's interesting. It's interesting and factual studies into real problems in this country that he exposes in a way that just when you when you walk away after watching an episode, you're just like, how can this be? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's just moments that and that's what I'm saying. They're well researched. He's you know, his delivery is great. They work hard as shit on that show, man. I think they just got they're good for another three seasons. So they're through 2026, I think on HBO, which he makes fun of all the time. I love it. Yeah. But, you know, we're 15 minutes in. I'm sure people are bored of hearing this. Yeah. All right. Let's get to the topics. All right, man. Where do you want to kick this off at? Because I just, I, again, I have some, I've been, (laughs) I've been reading a book. I hate fucking saying that shit. But (laughs) like, again, there's just some certain arguments that, you know, I've, I pulled some videos from, you know, Noam Chomsky, um, John Stewart that I've saved and that I think address certain arguments going on in regards to, What's going on? So our, our last cast uh, Gaza. was, you know, Israel-Hamas uh, mm-hmm. conflict. I think that we uh, covered pretty much what was happening in the moment. You know, we used the headlines. It was very new. We, we didn't know how far it was going to go. Is yeah, how I reactionary feel. knee-jerk headlines. Yeah. And um, overall, I mean, correction-wise, there is... We, this is going to be another cast on the same subject, just so you yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> We, all right, well, for starters, like, the main thing is we can't find any verifiable facts leading to the assertion that, I hate, I say even saying it, that, that babies had their, were beheaded. We haven't found any, as, as to whether or not 
that's true. Like we don't know, but there act there isn't anything verifying it either. So again, we're not sure if this is some sort of propaganda. We're not saying babies and children weren't killed. Yeah, but they. Were. It's just these these visceral these added visceral things. Really, I mean, they can really inflame people to a degree that, like, I mean, again, I know the term was nuanced in the last one, but this seems just like a lot of like that amount of nuance can really drive a narrative. Yeah, and so I think it's important to address that we don't. We're not saying that horrible things didn't happen, deplorable things that we obviously disagree with on behalf of Hamas on October seventh. Yeah, but to that degree, you can you can look this up. You can just you know we just haven't found any. You know what I mean? No, no, like, no, no. I mean, I mean, not... you can look up the videos of Hamas storming into yeah. Israel. Oh, oh, yeah, on October seventh, and I don't recommend it. You know, it's it's not easy to watch, but it was indiscriminate killing of just random civilians. You know, anybody they came across riding in them. Um, you know motorbikes to to a bike and weapons hanging off their backs it looks like a video game cutscene when they're going through these neighborhoods that are like almost pristine neighborhoods nice neighborhoods and they're going house to house killing indiscriminately babies were killed but you know when when you say babies were beheaded your image is gross as shit you know babies being killed still gross still awful but there's there's a visceral feeling like you were saying in a the the mental image of a baby being beheaded so when we were perpetuating that storyline and those images and to, you know, whoever happened to listen, those it's not correct. Like we when we looked back a little bit into the information we could find, the IDF uh, spokesperson said babies were murdered. What how's it what's it matter how? But like that to me is a huge tell that it, it, he would have just confirmed it. Like, you know, we had like babies were beheaded, bah, you know, like, bam, like, let's keep that visceral feeling going. But instead they said something that was roundabout. So to me, those are your tells that like, okay, it probably didn't happen that way. And again, not justifying anything. Like I said, look those videos up. It's it's terrifying. It's horrible. And that's why this conflict is one of the most, I am having the hardest time doing research because you can't, there is no side that is good. It's almost, I care for the Palestinian people that are just displaced and have been tortured the for only, years, but... The only side is civilians, you know what I mean? Like, they're it. both they're, they're both under various forms of what we refer to in the geopolitical world as the state, you know but what they, I mean? They, they, they voted for Hamas. They voted Hamas into their own legislature as the, their representatives. And Hamas claims to be democratically elected, okay? But at the same time, do you really... I don't believe for a second that Hamas, a terrorist group funded by Iran, like, just was like, oh, not not influencing any of their decisions, not threatening to murder entire families. Like, they have done. Their own people, they've murdered. Oh, yeah, yeah, they don't Like, care. I've really... You know, vote for... You know, you're going to vote this, this government in... To play, or yeah. we're going to kill your whole fucking family. So then they do, you know. Like I'm yeah. not. They gave them. They gave them enough supplies. Uh, Palestinian people, Hamas, get, when they were elected, gave them enough supplies and everything to keep them placated, resource wise, and then use them as human shields. Like when Israel talks about the tunnels and these headquarters being in hospitals and schools, that's true. Yeah, and those are war crimes, absolutely. And it's it's like you know, but, if you're going to use civilians as human shields then you're going to be, you have to be okay with these civilians dying, you know, to protect you. Exactly. And that is Hamas. They don't, they don't care. They will do whatever, by whatever means necessary to achieve their goal, which is to wipe Israel off the face of the map. That is within their, their founding documents. That is Hamas. However, okay. That doesn't mean like just force coercion doesn't make somebody like rooting for the terrorists on their side. I'm sure these people just want to live lives, but they're stuck in between a war, which is extremely one sided. Okay, so yes, they are made human shields by you know within the country where they live by the government that they supposedly democratically elected that has been ruling them since like 2006, that being Hamas. Okay, but they are being bombarded. An exponential degree at this point, like this. What? How? Would you tell me earlier when I told you I stopped counting because I just couldn't do it anymore? Eighteen some thousand. It was eight, and seventy five hundred of them are children. Eighteen thousand was the number for yesterday, and, and seventy five hundred are children. But before you go on, I, I, looking back on all the attacks that were done by uh, Hamas or you know even before Hamas, it was always between like twenty to one hundred and fifty killed Israelis. And then the retaliation was Tenfold. 10 times. Yep. 10 times. Absolutely. It I, okay. I, it's, that's very true. The last one I saw that was like, pro, that was bad. I think 
it was like uh, I don't know, 129 were killed at, uh, by Pal- uh, by Hamas, and then Israel killed almost 2,000, 1,800. That uh, 1,800. That was before this situation where 1,700 were killed on the Israeli side, and now 18,000 have been murdered by it, just indiscriminate bombing, telling them to go south through pamphlets. Fucking raining yeah, like they from did the World sky. War II. That never worked. And they they tell them to go south, so some of them do go south. And then once they're done bombing the north, they bomb the south. They have nowhere to go. Ninety five percent. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm getting all wound up. But no, you're right, dude. And and there's you're absolutely right. And when you think about the the psychological effect that this has, and this is you're playing into the hands of a terrorist group. Like what I'm saying is like again, it's almost like the quantity. People want numbers. People want quick results okay so and and we're at the point right here where again when you're looking at the quantitative aspects of it completely disproportionate numbers like sean was saying you know there's like a couple hundred or whatever and like normally i don't i'm not going to disparage between that type of thing but when it's like 10 100 times more than that as in the grand scheme of things you know what i mean that that becomes significant so those numbers should mean something in in that regard is basically what i'm saying but at the same time, they, they don't in this conventional warfare that is, is again, like funded and encouraged by the West. And that's me reading this book. Like that is my biggest problem. Like there is a country that I think has a lot to do with the foundings of this conflict. And that is Great Britain. And I think America has carried that torch into present day. So again, we can, we can get into that if you want, but that's, again, I... America bears a huge responsibility in this. I mean, only being the one dissenting vote to continue a ceasefire and like, and like that's what there I'm saying. The, the most recent with you, the UN, mm-hmm. yeah, 153 countries and the UN, the whole world, the fucking. whole world said yes, we vote for a ceasefire. 23 uh, countries abstained and 10 voted because no. Israel and US, everyone you expect because and, we're looking at those numbers you said. That, yeah. Like, we're looking at those numbers of 18,000 versus, like, I don't know. That's why the whole world is like, this needs to stop. And I'm just saying, like, and I said it before in the first episode, when you have that Western backing, that funding, that training, the intelligence group of Mossad and the Knesset and fucking uh, Bibi Netanyahu decide still to just carpet bomb everywhere, like, that is not the answer to rooting out Hamas if they're in these tunnels. Clearly, your bombings over the years have not had any effect on the stronghold of Hamas within Gaza and these uh, and these areas. There has to be, it, it's, and that's what I meant about the instant gratification, people wanting results now. It's going to be a long, hard-fought war if you have to go through these tunnels and deal with them that way. But killing innocent people with bombs is just, I don't understand how this can, is, I mean, it's not legal. No, you should understand. This is, this is the reason why people like Henry Kissinger, who the one of the newest members of hell, is able to live in America to 100 after committing war crimes, after signing off on things, especially in Cambodia, where it's estimated like 250 to 500,000 people died as a result of him and Nixon wanting to bomb the shit out of that place. Um, Nice little segue there, but I mean, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it actually, it's not I mean, a segue. It, 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 relates, it relates perfectly <laughs> to what we're saying, though, because why? what is it about these Western-backed countries like America? Like, it's, you know, because we're the shining light of the world because we have the most money because everybody wants to come and live here and, you know, the American dream. Does that give us the right to commit these atrocities when any other time we would prosecute any other country that we could for committing them? Yeah. I mean, look at what's going on in Russia and Ukraine right now. We want to support Russia invading and stuff like that even though they're getting their fucking asses handed to them. That's really, Putin's a fucking lunatic. But we don't want to support Russia invading. No, I'm saying we don't, we want to, we don't want to support them invading. No, yeah. Is that what I, you said it wrong. No, I'm sorry. I said it wrong. (laughs) We don't want to support them invading and even though they're getting their asses handed to them right now. And I I was saying, I don't understand how Putin's continuing. This has been like 300,000 killed or his whole army is like wiped out. But again, like it's just, it's, the the hypocrisy is insane, man. I've never felt more, on like on the other side of my country right now because you know we we outlaw abortion and i'm like oh god these the fucking gop working their angles i can see how it's all going down i understand that there's a portion of the population that's pushing forward blah 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 blah. but when it comes to a black and white uh, in my opinion genocide they seized on this area the gaza strip and cut off all resources electric water everything you know, food, relief, uh, medical supplies, everything. Cut that off months ago. And now they are on the ground after leveling it with airstrikes and bombardments indiscriminately. Now they're on the ground going through clearing it out. 
And it's a genocide. They, they, 95% of the people have no clean water. 80% of the people are on the brink of famine. They uh, or are displaced 100%, have no homes, have nowhere to go, and nobody's accepting them. Yeah, they're refugees. And that's and that that brings up an important point no. about, I mean, you, the Palestinians as, as a people, the history since the late 1800s have just gotten fucked left and right. Yeah. Like left and right. So it's, again, this is, again, you have to understand that, like, there's not justifying the atrocities that these terrorist groups, as a result of these atrocities happening to them, Palestinians, like, I'm not absolving these groups that come up from that and what they commit and stuff like that, but one can kind of understand how a people that, again, has been displaced, has been looking for just an existence, a nation for so long, or at least had one for a small amount of time until after World War II, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, you can understand why why these things happen, why these terror groups emerge. And it's it, just, it, even they, from their own Arab countries, reject them. The, that entire area was, co- like, Palestinian control. And then in nineteen, It was known as Palestine. It was split up. And you can see the maps from 1946 to now. And it's, it, they, there so were agreements that were in place. And nobody's ever abided by these things. Let's go into this. But they, they made these agreements where there were, all right, like, that's the two-state solution they talk about. You know, where there's supposed to be areas for Palestinians and areas for Israelis. And, but the settlers, the Israeli settlers, moved in and just kept taking more and more land and more and more land, like way more than you, what you're picturing right now. Totally encroaching on the idea. It's, it's what America did to the Native Americans, essentially. Just constantly taking it over and just saying, well, it's the, it's the will of God. It's the way it's supposed to be. You have to deal with this. And, you know, there was I saw one video where the woman's like, you're stealing my home to this settler guy. And he's like, if I don't steal it, somebody else will. His response. You know, yeah. because it's it's happening to them. So when they shoot rockets and they have no like military, Hamas doesn't, you know, they're using like failed munitions from Israel to attack back. When these when you watch the videos of them storming into Israel, it's all T-shirts and, and bandanas across their faces and shorts and weird Adidas pants, you know, and it, it almost is more scary that way because it just feels so, again, visceral. It's just weird. But it's, then yeah. you, you see the IDF which is decked out in full artillery, you know, gear. Like, they, they are, uh, it, it's it's a totally... Well, yeah, what do we say? How much do they get from us a year? Like six billion what a year. Billions? And, that's, and then, not to mention all the benefits they have from APAC lobbyists, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, making sure that we have their back in the geopolitical world. Like, it's... They, they funneled resources, Israel did. Resources away from Palestine. Every, anything Palestinian. So, when you see the borders and one side is lush green and the other side is a desert-esque area, that's because they literally took all the water from them. It's been a full-on, uh, like, assault on these people for years and years. This isn't just October 7th, all of a sudden shit hit the fan. This stuff's been going on since, like, let's, 1900s. It's been it, going on Ottoman a lot Empire, longer than that. You know? Let's let's talk about this for a second. Okay, so, the, a lot of the, uh, one of the biggest arguments is which people were there first. And you know what the funny thing is? There's actual evidence suggesting that Palestinians and Israelites... I mean, they come from the same people. Yeah. The Canaanites. They okay? were there first. So <laughs> the the Canaanites, all right, were who, and I think it's the Canaanites, the Jesuits, and the Philistines are like an, an, a very old group from that area that the Palestinians claim to be descendants from, okay? 3,000 years ago, the Israelites um, conquered them and was in that area for a bit until they were expelled by the Romans. And that's what really started that great, the Jewish diaspora, which a, a, a diaspora is essentially just... A group of people displaced throughout the world. So, basically, Palestine's present-day narrative started in the late 1800s um, under Ottoman rule. Okay, World War I comes along, the British triumphantly um, defeated the Ottoman Empire, came in there, and was basically ruling the area. So, as a result, there was this agreement, like Sean was talking about. One of these agreements, the Sykes-Pickett Agreement, was what established... The, the famous chant for the Free Palestine chant from the river to the sea, from the Jordan River to the, to the Mediterranean. That was Palestine. For basically, actually the next, yeah, exact 1917 to 47, when the UN established Palestine as an Israeli um, state. So before, during all of that, there was always this Zionist movement, okay? And this doesn't, Zionist doesn't mean 
doesn't automatically mean like every Jewish person, okay? There are plenty of Jewish people in the diaspora that are not Zionists. They don't want to return to, to Israel. They might go and visit, but they don't, you know what I mean? That's that's not necessary to them. So um, there are a lot of people in this diaspora that aren't, you know, actually are, agree with the free Palestine movement, you know what I mean? Or at least the two-state solution. So once the British took over and ran for those 30 years, UN established Israel. That's, yeah, sorry. Um, at this point, this is when, you know, land started being divvied up. Taken. Yes. Taken. Yeah, sure. I mean, Jerusalem especially. I mean, that's the one that there's, I mean, as far as the religious significance goes, like that's the... In the Jewish religion, Jerusalem is their number one holy site. In the Muslim religion, it's like third holy site, but it's on Muslim land. In West Bank. Yeah. Um, but it was essentially with Trump. 50, well, 56. Yeah. 50. Yeah. I know. Oh my God. I forgot about that. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, about, it was approximately 56% of Palestine was allocated for Israel. Okay. So there, the 1967, the six days war is where Israel really showed its might militarily. And this is where you will see in those, those changing maps that you've seen all over the place. This is where you see, where you, where you will see large swaths Take. at this point being taken after this. So there's um, the leader of Egypt, Nasir. I don't remember his first name. His last name was Nasir. Was a staunch anti, anti-Zionist. anti Didn't want Israel, like wanted Israel wiped off the face of the map. And he had this idea of uh, uh, like this pan-Arab state. So, you know, Jordan, Syria, uh, Lebanon, like all the surrounding areas would just have like one Arab state. And actually a lot of Palestinians got behind that. Um, so... Israel feeling threatened kind of had like this preemptive strike against him, which kicked off the six days war and Israel just like beat the living shit out of everybody. And everybody. Like, really like just almost like, you know, within a matter of months destroyed what, what I think was referred to six as like Nasirism. Yeah. But I mean, after, but I mean like <laughs> Nasirism, like kind of just oh, dwindled off that Sorry. whole pan Arab idea. And this was a time when like all of these Arabs surrounding Arab states kind of abandoned pan Arabism and abandoned Palestinians as well. And this was at a time when there were huge amounts of Palestinian refugees that were turned away and just sent back to, to Israel. Yeah. So, and speaking of which, why I hate the British as well, when they were also ruling this, there was a Zionist movement that, again, was still opposed by most Palestinians, but this was happening, like, um, during the Ottoman Empire and after the British was controlling it after World War One. But a lot of times, the British had policy where they would send these Jews, and most of them from the European diaspora, they would send them back to Europe yep. in 1917. So what do you think happened to them after that? You know, it's it's untold how many Jewish people who tried to go to Israel at that time were sent to their deaths by the British in Europe. It's, you know what I mean, obviously, you know, during the Holocaust and stuff. So, yeah. again, um, Israel got a lot more notoriety in, in the international community at this time after the Six Days War. And this is when America really started to have a lot of influence and establish that relationship with Israel. And, you know, the rest is history. We're basically the New England. They're a big interest to us. I mean, everybody wants to be there because of the Suez Canal to begin with, as far as, like, again, commerce goes. Where the U.S. is coming from is evangelicals, okay? That's what it is. It's Christianity. They want Jews back in Jerusalem. That is going to be the second coming of Jesus in their stupid fucking minds. But from a geopolitical perspective... Yeah, I mean, evangelicals, yeah, I mean, they're lunatics, that's what they want, but our that's government, Christ- our government, it's a staging ground in the Middle East for us. That's why, that is a huge reason disagree. why. I 100% disagree. You think it's, you Mike think it's Pence all- has been quoted, most of these congressmen have been quoted from the GOP that are evangelicals, that this is like, this is the goal. This has been the goal. Why we give them $6 billion a year is because we want them to take over, get Jerusalem so we can have that second coming of Jesus. You know, you know, Pence, Sure, I'm, Pence I'm not saying people of, don't believe that. I mean, there's fucking lunatics ugh. out there. Maybe I'm conspiracy theory in here, no, 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 I'm not saying that doesn't, I'm not saying that doesn't influence some legislators that we have, but I mean, as a, as a government, as like, as the state, I think there's more, I think there's more economic and military reasons why i mean literally suez canal trade and middle east oil you know what i mean like pretty soon maybe it might it might start to segue more towards that religious view because eventually once everything once evs are taken over and everything we start abandoning oil i don't know what's gonna there's there's nothing in that part of the world for those people to 
I mean, it's going to be terrible. It's going to be terrible. I'm with you there. And I bet there are strategic, you know, geopolitical aspects to taking it. But in my mind, our government, which is ridiculously Christian, pushes for all their fucking wins, is just watching Jews fight Muslims while they get their Jesus. And that, to me, you know, again, where, where the fuck? Why the fuck are we still stuck on fairy tales? I don't know. So much misery over this bullshit. But and you, I mean, a, a lot of <laughs> a lot of this religious stuff was dormant at the time until like Israel showed its might. And like you're saying, these some of these lunatics, these this staunch Zionist, were like, you know, this is a sign from God. Like yeah. we defeated all of our Arab enemies around us in six days. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, okay, we're moving in the West Bank, and that's what kicked off those West Bank settlement incursions that are still going on to this day. Yeah, they keep taking like inch by inch and displacing people and like, okay, like there's the Jewish diaspora. They didn't, they didn't have a place to go. Not saying all of them wanted to have like this state of Israel, you know what I mean? But like, it's the same thing with the Palestinians. You have two people that have been shit upon in this world and they just want to annihilate one another. And one of them has a huge advantage right now. That's like, it's just, but again, it's, it's, I mean, the religious significance is. It's just crazy to me. Like, there's... It's over nothing is the worst part of it all. But it is what it is. And you move on from there. To uh, From what I looked into it was around 2008, 2009, when that Baruch guy shot up the mosque. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went into a mosque while they were praying. And I don't know if you've seen in mosques how they pray, but it's on the rugs and kneeling and everything towards Mecca. And so he shot like 125 people in the back. Or mm-hmm. that, that number's wrong. But it is a little over 100 and then um, when the Palestinian people went into the streets and were just protesting, but I don't want to d- diminish the amount of rock throwing and chaos that ensued, but it was uh, the the IDF shot yeah, back. I'm sure it's, uh, yeah, I mean, rocks and stuff and fires against... So to say they were protesting is not exactly 100%. Against long guns. Yeah, but that's <laughs> what I'm saying is the same thing. There, there are peaceful ways to disperse this scenario, at least non violent, non-murderous ways to do it. They just opened fire with live rounds, killing many, many yeah, more. January 6th. And, and exactly. And they only shot one of those people. The <laughs> Deservedly, but uh, neither here nor there. So <laughs> what I was trying to get at was that when, when it, this was 2008, 2009 time, um, the Israeli, the IDF, were killing civilians. And Hamas came out with that in a video saying, if civilians to you are targets, then civilians are targets for us. Before that, Hamas has hit, tried to hit mostly military scenarios. Their first, <laughs> I did like this, because I hate terrorism. Uh, their first attack they ever did in a bombing was in a car bomb. And they had it between two buses full of uh, military personnel. And in this what I was watching anyway, said that only the uh, suicide bomber, it was the first suicide bomb, that's what it was, only the uh, suicide bomber and one Palestinian were killed. And I'm like, big success, good job, yeah. motherfuckers. Like, I'm glad you <laughs> fucked up. But either way, um, that was, the, the, before that they were attempting to, they weren't trying to kill civilians. You know, they were trying to kill military personnel. Is that okay? No. Dude, but the IDF way, has been killing, has killed over, I think, 60-some journalists. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> The old lady that said I'm older than Israel got sniped within three days of saying it on camera. Did no, you see I that? No, I didn't see any of that. She was so cool. She didn't give a fuck. She just she was like they were trying to question her about you know the motives of Israel. She's like I'm older than Israel because right. she was born before 1947. Yeah, and you know you knew because it got viral that you know within a week she was dead. Sniped. I mean it's just a civilian talking. Like the world, the world referred to the area as Palestine. Yeah, and then all of a sudden it was Israel, and they don't respect it. You, you say Palestinians I mean? like, I don't... to hardcore settlers and hardcore Israel, and and like, like I was saying, like the history, they're most likely most from descendant from the same people. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's just it's they just follow different religions and want their holy lands for different reasons. I mean, they just want to wipe out the other. At least the extremists and and e- on each side just want to wipe out the other. And there's civilians in between. And it's just I just don't. Yeah, I just don't understand it. It's so hard, especially from, I feel like, a U.S. perspective with the Christianity because there's no spot that is really like a holy land for Christians. You know, there is, but not in the way that Muslim and, and, uh, you know, Jewish people feel about these locations. They put their heads on the walls. Like, the the brick and mortar matters so much in their worlds that, like, 
it's just it's to me ridiculously silly. And to get oh, back yeah, to way nice. when we were when we started, it I don't know how to feel because I don't want I don't give a fuck about Hamas. Find each one individually and murder them. I don't give a shit. But the way they're going about it is and should be viewed because it's it, this is the information age. We can see it all as a complete overreaction. You know, yeah, you're, it's you're just, decimating it's, it's, an in, area. it's insane. Again, just the fucking number. It's it's just nuts. Seventy five hundred children are fucking dead. Yeah, entire families. Their bloodlines being, I mean, are gone. You know what I mean? That's that's genocide. Again, like we were talking about intent before this. I I, I don't. It's it's almost it's a cop out. Okay, so I'm not going to say that like Israel isn't you know in the process of committing genocide by er- eradicating a people from an area, but it's a cop out for to, sort of for them to be like you know well our intent is not to do that. But it's like you know, but you know what's going to happen. You can't sit there and tell me that you don't know the results of you bombing carpet bombing an entire area where there's people that have nowhere to go they view them as animals you know what i mean They've it's just been, like there's no in, in 2021 that's two years ago if not more uh gutierrez leader of the un is quoted as saying the children of gaza are living in hell this is 2021 that was yeah. due to israel occupying them yeah and these the, kids it's been could... mentioned many times apartheid state open air prison like this has all the markings of that yeah and you know and then when they retaliate, you fucking destroy them. You've, you've, you know, it doesn't make any sense, but I don't know. There's no <sighs> side. And at this point, what is the outcome? Like, okay, cease fire tomorrow. Do it tomorrow. You think the Palestinian people are going to be like, thank, there's, thank Muslim there's gods no that s- there's a fucking ceasefire. No, they're going to want retaliation hard. And you give them any time to, to form, to get organized, they're going to attack Israel and we're going to be right back here. So... I don't even know what. That's what I'm saying. I don't know what to think because there is no end. There, there's no side in in the in the, the minuscule part of it between the IDF and Hamas. You know what I mean? They're both just terrible entities, and you feel bad for the civilians. But from a global scale, it's the world. You know, the all these these UN nations and delegates, however, however hundred many of them, looking at one fucking group that stopped it. This goddamn fucking country, fucking yeah. America, dude. We finance the IDF. Okay, we finance wars all over the fucking world. Looking at Henry Kissinger, who just fucking died, all the all the war crimes we've committed, and who, who, who in our country, who who of these legislative people, secretaries of state, presidents, who of them have faced war crime tribunals? Yeah, right. I mean, we established the UN after you know after you know the, the atrocities of World War II and Hitler and you know the Holocaust and stuff like that. You know what I mean? People should be held accountable for the atrocities that they commit, the, that their their states commit. It's a joke. Okay? It's a it joke. is a fucking joke, and that's what I'm saying. How you, the whole world at first, like Israel is saying, it wants the whole world to sit there and be like, look at what Hamas did to us. Yes, barbaric, atrocious. But you can't expect the whole world to be like, okay, now go kill almost 20,000 people two months later, including 7,500 children, in a way that is just so, is, is a cop-out way. Like, it wasn't as visceral, it wasn't personal, it wasn't filmed for all over the world to see in some strange video game style. Like, I agree with you, like you yeah. said, it's fucking eerie and weird. It wasn't like that. But the answer isn't to kill scores more. That is not the answer. When you have the financial backing, again, and the intelligence and the training of the West, of the United States. You're going to go into those fucking tunnels and you're going to root them out. If that's what you want to fucking do, that's what you're going to do. Stop fucking bombing. Stop yeah. fucking bombing Gaza. It's absurd. It's absurd. That the whole world's telling you scenario. to stop. And how how are we the ones that can stop? Oh, okay. The U.S. Yeah. The shining light of the world. We are the, one it's, of 10. It sickens the fucking 10. shit out of me. You know how many countries in this world? Almost 200. One of 10 to vote no on a ceasefire. And what what benefit does it have to us other than getting our fucking Jewish people to Jerusalem so the second coming of Jesus or paying <laughs> the fucking uh, you're you back know, on the Mike Pence evangelical no, no 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 I mean I'm off it I'm saying that or you know to pay the the gun companies that are fucking putting this I shit I out. do you're right I'm sure that Mike Pence is probably His definitely salaries. motivated by that like this salaries. is probably what him and him and mo- he and mother are thinking right now like well we have to support them for the second coming of Jesus it doesn't matter how many people have to die because of it yeah you know. Makes perfect sense. Hark the herald angels sing, mother. Yeah. Glory to Jeebus. <laughs> but anyway. I mean, that's it's a little so, levity I appreciate, but at the same time, it is so, such a fucking uncomprehensible thing for me 
for anyone to look at this and for our leaders who I don't care about, they all suck. But at the same time, I kind of look at them as somewhat knowledgeable of the world and being able to look at that and say, oh, you are indiscriminately killing. You know, we, we kill. We uh, I don't even I think it was in Afghanistan. I don't even remember. But we shot a, a Jeep that we thought had they were loading munitions and they were loading water bottles and we killed two people, two civilians. And it was a big deal as it should have been. Yeah. Because that was a mistake, and we need to be held accountable for our mistakes. You need to make sure that your information is correct before you attack. You don't just indiscriminately kill tons of children. And when that happens, things should stop immediately. It's been two months, and we're sending them tank ammunition under, like, weird bills. And don't sit there and question, and don't sit there and question why, you know, people are fucking you know, going to get upset about this or be radicalized by this, you know what I mean? Or go on college campuses and chant free Palestine. Like, don't don't sit there and question that when 7,500 kids have been killed. And the imagery is everywhere. Yeah. And I'm a parent. You know what I mean? That doesn't mean that I don't feel for the, for the Israeli people whose children were killed as well. But again, 7,500 to however many happened in the, in, out of the 12 or 1,400. Again, the numbers matter this time because they are so disparate. So It's crazy. insane. And I think... The, and that's another thing about I see these, you going the, for quotes. the college campus thing real quick though. I, Sean and I have yet to find anything, any, I haven't found anything, any audio or anything other than what I've seen two articles. I think it was, it was Newsweek or maybe it was USA Today and AP both debunked this, this audio that was put out there that was, um, uh, modified, but I have not found any college students calling for the genocide of Jewish, maybe exactly. there were individuals, maybe on an anecdotal level, but chanting on college campuses, I haven't found any of that. I've heard them calling out Israel and accusing Israel of genocide, but I've seen Which presidents of Harvard and Penn being like on Capitol Hill being grilled. And I'm, I'm, I'm just confused. Like I, I don't even as early as this week, people on MSNBC, a pretty freaking liberal organization was still saying that that happened. Like Joe Scarborough's dumbass, but I don't think that I, I haven't found any evidence of it. So I don't no. think that happened. First of all, but a lot of people like, you know, like Sean and I saying that we're anti-Zionist and when we Zion, Zionism meaning like the state of Israel, I'm not saying that people that that Israelites and Jewish people shouldn't have a state, but it's this, it's the Zionist movement that de, that defends the actions of the state. Like I'm not I'm not down with the actions no. of the IDF and stuff right now. And so this is this is Noam Chomsky. We This is the one that I want everybody to hear above all else. And this is his response to, to being called an anti-Semite because he's not. Because he doesn't jive with the actions of the Zionist state. Oh, great. No, we're good. Respond to the charge that anti-Zionism is the new anti-Semitism. The best formulation of this was by uh, an ambassador to the United Nations, uh, Abba Eben. He wrote an interesting article in which he, dis he was then UN ambassador from the state of Israel. One task was to show that criticism of the policy, what he called anti-Zionism, that means actually criticisms of the policy of, of the, the state, state of, of Israel, Israel were anti-Semitism. Second task, if the criticism was made by Jews, their task was to show that it's neurotic self-hatred needs psychiatric treatment. And he gave two examples of the latter category. One was I.F. Stone, the other was me. So we have to be treated for our psychiatric disorders and non-Jews have to be condemned for anti-Semitism if they're critical of the state of Israel. It's understandable why uh, Israeli propaganda would take this position. I don't particularly blame Abba Eben for doing what ambassadors are sometimes supposed to do, but we ought to understand it. There is no sensible charge, no sensible charge. There's nothing to respond to. It's not a form of anti-Semitism. It's simply criticism of the criminal well, actions, actions of a state. state. So we have one congresswoman uh, that is, well, one congressperson that is uh, Palestinian descent. And I have a quote from her here. It says, opposing the policies of the government of Israel and Netanyahu's extremism is not anti-Semitic. Speaking up for human rights and a ceasefire to save lives should never be condemned. And it's just basic fucking knowledge. Exactly. It's so simple. It's human rights. It has nothing to do with the Jewish faith that you're bombing indiscriminately a, a civilian population. Like, I, I challenge anybody to go and, and just watch a video 
I mean, and, and I've done it and it rips my heart out, especially. And I feel like it does impact me more being a father. I still have a, a one-year-old, do you know what I mean? And I've, you know, just a lifeless toddler being pulled from the rubble in Gaza. You can find several, several images of that. And then, and then multiply that for all the other ones that you don't see. You know what I mean? It's, and tell me, and then, and then how can you sit there and be behind carpet bombing of this area? Israel, the IDF is an experienced military. They want to go in those tunnels. Like I said, send them in the fucking tunnels and stop bombing that place. Get those people out of there. Get them to a safe area and stop bombing the shit out of them. That's what Hamas wants. You're just feeding into that and you're creating more terrorists that way. You've already killed way more than enough people. I mean, there's... The shouldn't point, be any the, the the point's been proven although i don't yeah, agree oh with God. any of the actions the point's been proven but the, it's not like they're going like a, a population is it, palestinians are not going to just be, like i said accept the ceasefire and be like oh so glad it's over of course they're going to retaliate so i don't even know well i don't think that the, that an eradication is even an option of course not but at this point <laughs> after the kind of destruction and, you know, the, in my opinion, everybody talks down on the UN. I think they do great things. They're just not listened to because they come out and they say these things. It's hell on earth for children in 2021. Now we care in 2023, but it, we don't, you know, 152 nations say ceasefire. And because the paid off ones say no, no ceasefire, you know? Yeah. I mean, you, you said it right there. Paid off. It's about power. It's about money. You know what I mean? We're we are a huge. America is a huge industrial, military industrial complex. So the UN is there for checks and balances, and yeah, they they're great. They're a necessary entity. You can do what they can, but I mean, look at the the blatant lie the whole world saw about chemical weapons in Iraq, dude. Yep. You know what I mean? Using nine eleven as an as an excuse to you know, and like even the, but the, the IDF Netanyahu calling October seventh their nine eleven. It's just like. So I don't understand. Like, what, are we just going to back another long ass war where one side is just going to get obliterated by a well funded military? You yeah. know, because they have terrorists amidst them, living amongst them, and amongst a group of people that have nowhere to go because they don't have supplies choked off. You know what I mean? They they don't have water. They you know other countries won't receive them. Haven't wanted to receive them for a fucking century and more at this point. I mean, back since the Ottoman Empire, you know, the, and after the war of 1967, the Six Days War, there that's when Palestinian refugees really realized that they had nowhere to go. Nowhere. And this more than ever. Right now, more than ever. They have absolutely nowhere to go. No food, no sure. water. Sure, I mean, this is, this is the present day of it, man. This their, is... their entire medical system has collapsed in Gaza, in Gaza. It is the most destitute scenario. And to think that this superpower is just bombing... Uh, you know, they're an extension of us, man. It's, and that's, it's, that's what's it's disgusting. Just, I know. And, and, and us like, oh man, you know, at least in this country, we, you know, nobody's going to kick down the door and murder us for saying this shit. But literally, I mean, our, our country, like every, my, my friend Jordan um, has said to me several times, every president's a war criminal and they all are, you know, every secretary of state's a war criminal. Like we fund this shit. We, we, allow this shit to continue by denying ceasefire being the only entity to deny a ceasefire when the whole world wants one. How, you know what I mean? How is that even possible? We fund it, we plan it. Like, how is it possible? I don't know, because somehow, because somehow it's going to benefit our interests. Somehow. But the whole world, Maybe it's just the it's investment we've the made nation. in Israel. We just got to protect the investment. That's really what it is. Like 70% of the nation wants, you know, uh, abortion to be legal. But we still encroach. It, this is the whole fucking I know. world. It's because of the the whole. It's because you have you have legislative bodies and like you know the the super majorities you need and shit like that. Like small amounts of people can stall things, can fuck things up. You know what I mean? Like it's just. Well, they can, but I mean, you go to states' rights too. It's a lot easier at the state level to just you know, and that's basically what a lot of people on the right want is limited government. But there's certain things that I think need to be regulated to a degree by the federal government. But anyway, of course. Um, but again, th- this doesn't mean like, I still believe in a two state solution. If it can be achieved, there was a point, um, we mentioned this before during the Carter area Carter era, where it, it got close between Anwar Sadat, the president of Egypt and Jimmy Carter. Um, 
the two-state solution, I mean, this this has to end eventually, either when the world ends or in some other lifetime. The amount Maybe sh- ours, I don't know. The amount of but, shit I watched that showed the settlers' conversations with reporters and the Palestinian conversations with reporters, there is no chance for a two-state solution. It, yeah. is, it is well beyond those days because there well, is just... It, one feels like Israel feels like they've been slighted way more than Palestinians, and obviously Palestinians have been slighted way more than Israel. So, but they don't. Neither of the people in in the the regional conflict, like you know, we're not saying like like obviously oh, I mean, the Holocaust is something you have to remember. I mean, that's six million. Well, it's, it's true. Know. It's true. I'm not, of course, but I'm saying in in this scenario, yeah, in this scenario, yeah, side, when you look at each side. You know, the, the, and and speak to the inhabitants of their lands. Yeah, uh, none of them are like I would really just like peace. I mean, there's one side that lives in peace and one side that doesn't. Yeah, because one side has money and backing and support, and another doesn't, and they're run by a terrorist group. Yeah, what were you saying? Israel. So, Israel is one of the countries that has universal health care, and yeah. yet we still send them six billion dollars. Yeah, and we don't have it here. <laughs> we don't even have it here. Could we use that? Could we use that money? Maybe? But and it, and that's not and and again this isn't us saying that like we don't want, I don't want anything bad to happen to any civilians in Israel either it's just their state I just don't agree with there's no I just human beings are just so fucking sickening well man. you look back on the Holocaust it's and just, you think how could the Germans be okay with that and it's because they were like either naive or just ignorant they didn't care they didn't want to care and that's when you reevaluate history you 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 can see it all. We can see it all right now because of the information age, and it's just happening in real time. You know, I feel like plenty of uh, normal human beings in Israel don't quite grasp what's happening because to them they're like Palestinians are all Hamas, and that's because I mean, of some their, of them. Yeah, that's because of their information, their propaganda that they're peddling to their people. They can't distinguish the difference between a Palestinian and a Hamas fighter, and Hamas fighters kill their babies, and by you know Israeli propaganda behead their babies. So, of course, kill them all then. Just bomb it. Just get rid of all of that. You know? It's easy I mean, I'm sure it. there's a lot of sentiment like that, but I don't... I, I'm just there, saying that there's the a lot. I mean, propaganda mentality. I'm not blaming, you know, Israelis. Oh, the, that's the propaganda mentality. Yeah, sure. That's, what, that's they're what they're feeding to their people. But, and that's what oh, yeah, but I, but I think... It's still a fucking thing. Is well, that's propaganda mentality. Yeah, I mean, that's why that's half the country here is divided because of that Trump propaganda bullshit. And that's why half of, half of Israel was divided, too. I mean, that's... Yeah, that's the case. I mean, they've certain, certainly banded together now. You know what I mean? That's why I was saying in the last episode, Netanyahu is probably salivating. This saved his ass. You know oh, what I mean? Like, what does he care? Oh, he so he had to sacrifice twelve to fourteen hundred of his countrymen, but now you know, like the spotlight's off him, and now he's just got this war going on. But sorry, my friend, the whole world's watching you fucking murder people in Gaza too. So, and this is not without repercussions for the U.S. You know, like right after that vote we were talking about at the UN where we were one of 10 to say no to a ceasefire, the Australian prime minister went up and, and pretty much said what I'm about to say about the U S is that we are viewed as lesser because of all this. Like how Good, can we you should not be. see what's happening and say, no, stop this. We're not doing it. So now we are looked at as more of a extremism side. <clears throat> and you know, that's Australia saying it, but I love Australia. I respect Australia. And they are very much on the side of common sense laws, common sense movements forward. And for them to look at the US and just say, you know, exactly what I'm saying. Certainly thinking. have better gun laws than us. Yeah, of course. Like I said, they 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 get it. They make common sense moves. They really do. But you know, maybe I'll move to Australia. Because I've never felt more against my country than I do right now. And I've hated the majority of the things we've done. But to be supporting this genocide is, to me, it just makes, like... And what do we do? You know? Like, do we sit by idly? You know, I don't care for protesting because it's fucking bullshit to me. This is what we're doing. This is all you can do, is keep spreading the knowledge. I hope that people are going to watch this and at least know that, like, there's this isn't... I mean, this isn't a simple crisis... And there's just, I mean, you just got to appeal to human, humanity. That's, I, it's, that's what seems so sickening to me. Like people, the, the people will shove humanity aside. God damn it. You're not even drinking. No, just water. People will shove humanity aside for the interests of a state, you know, for personal financial gains, for, for, for political gain, for, for a leg up on someone else somewhere, somehow, whether it be a job, you know what I mean? Whether it be, you know, controlling a market, you know, people just, it, it seems just, in, in the society that we live in with with things and power and 
and money and these things that we put all this worth in, you know, people become greedy. People, I mean, and it's also, it's easy for a lot of people to sit here on the other side of the fucking country and just be like, oh, just go like where everybody, you know, Mike Pence is just going to go to his Christmas with mother and his family and enjoy it. Yeah. While people are just being fucking slaughtered over in the other, you know, the other world, the other side of the world. You know, based on legislation that he voted for, because like you said, he wants, you know, the coming of the Messiah. Yeah. So we'll just give them billions of dollars, fund their war machine as they murder people. And and again, like, your response, you want to have a response to October 7th, that's fine. Go in those fucking tunnels. Yeah. But carpet disgusting. bombing the shit out of this. I mean, you know, you, you know can. what the whole world knows that you're murdering people with these carpet bombs. I know what Israel is capable of right now in the sense of murder and destruction. So if you yeah. want to take yeah. every if that's Hamas what you're member, trying, were they just showing showing off their skills? Yeah. Like you're but, really good at murdering people, IDF. But yeah. And uh, what I'm saying is that take every Hamas member because I don't, you know, capital punishment to me is an easy out. But uh, I, so I don't want strict, straight-up murder, but at the same time, knowing that they're fr- they're free-willing with it, uh, get all Hamas, line them up, and murder them all, I don't give a shit, because Hamas is wrong, thinking yeah. they can kill civilians Sure, too. I don't fucking care about that. It's the civilians that are just trying to get by day-to-day and raise their children yeah. that have to run from... Do you know what roof-knocking is? No. Huh. Israel had come up with it. It's They send a non... Mm. I'm not going to say the words right, but like there's no munitions in the artillery. Okay. So they just send like a bomb with no explosives in it into a roof. So bang. And then they send the bomb that will destroy the building. It's a, it's supposed to be a warning sign. Uh, mm. The bang artillery piece is huge and takes out the majority of the building anyway. Mm. And then if you watch videos of it, it's less than 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Grab your shit and go, or maybe that was an earthquake. I don't know. And it's called roof knocking, and something they do is they say is humanitarian. We let them know ahead of time before we destroy their building that we're coming in. It's just, it, and you can watch the video. It is so fast that they do it within thirty seconds to it's a minute. Crazy done. Uh, it's called roof knocking. But no, nah, I'd never heard of that. It's I mean, absurd. I don't even. Their fucking tactics are just. I mean, if you want blood on your hands. If you want to have that blood on your hands, you know, violence begets violence. Your your revenge for October 7th. Like, I get that. You want to avenge your children, your babies. I understand that. Yeah. If you want that blood on your hands, fucking dipping it in, in pools of the blood of 7,500 children is not the way to go about it. You know what I mean? I don't think there's any... I, I'm not into the whole violence begets violence thing, but like I... If, if, again, if, if something it, happened if to my were, family... It's still not children. If, if something happened to my family, to my kids... You'd want to I don't know what I'd want to do. You know what I mean? So I, I've never, I can't, I can't say, I can't, I've, I haven't experienced that emotion. I'm sure. I can almost a, a 100% lot of me, say you wouldn't want to kill the kids oh, I would. of oh, no, 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 the no, no, man no. that did it, the no. woman that did it. No, you'd I'm not a kill fucking the man Sicario or, woman, or some shit. But you'd want to kill the man or woman that did whatever sure. happened. Yeah, you wouldn't not, want to kill if their some, children. If some kid, if some kid hits my kid, I'm going to get pissed at their fucking parent. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. like, shit like that. If they're adults and, you know, whatever. But yeah, no, I certainly, I, I. It makes I don't know. No sense. It doesn't make sense at all, and it's just you. We're just creating more, creating more terrorists, creating more hatred and anger, and violence begets violence. So, yeah. But I would say be as vocally active as you can. Obviously, no aggression in your protests, but that's the only thing we can do. And at a time like this, like I said, I've never felt this way about the country before. I feel like I want to call more to action for everyone. Anything you can do. Share the articles. Be annoying as shit. People want to say that, you know, like this whole Palestinian conversation don't is be annoying. A, don't be, no, don't be, prove, prove a point. Prove somebody wrong with facts. Open their eyes to something that they didn't know. Try and put it in a way that they can understand. Like people love to say like, oh, you know, like this, this attack per capita on this population is like this amount of Americans killed, you know, per capita on our population. Stuff like that. Try and put it in some way that they can understand. Yeah. You know, if you have to, as sickening as it might be, if they have kids and, and they're like, oh, you know, keep funding Israel, fuck Hamas. If they have kids, Bomb then appeal all. to them. Then you appeal know? to them. Be like, you have children, don't you? Give me give me 30 seconds to pull up a video or some imagery of dead children being hauled out of rubble from some huge-ass fucking bomb in the middle of Gaza that the IDF dropped. Yeah. One of hundreds that they drop in, like, an hours. every. Fu- it's insane, the amount of munitions, like... 
It's a, it, you, it really is a wild. Amount. You have to appeal to people's humanity. That's that's what I've always kind of thought we were doing here. And I know I've said it many times. You know, you just you, it seems like common sense to just be like the whole world wants you to stop dropping bombs on on people who are trying to seek refuge from a conflict between two military organizations. You know what I mean? One an actual state military, the other a terrorist military. Okay, they're refugees. Yeah. So why are we dropping bombs in an area where they are? They're, you know what I mean? It they're just fully doesn't... capable of a ground war where they go in and do, just fucking go through the tunnels. Yeah, they I mean, are, like, this it, isn't... It is T-shirts and rocks versus Dude, a full, fully armed military you know, with tank. We just sent we tank killed... munitions behind the scenes. That's what Biden did. You know, like, we're fighting for more funding, but the, and that's a bigger deal because it has Ukraine involved and now immigration <laughs> because of the GOP. But uh, behind the scenes, there was a bill that was passed that allowed us to send them tank munitions. So they're going in with tanks against the Palestinians. Again, they don't have tanks. They have rockets and machine guns and their t-shirts. And that's it. Dude, it's, I mean it's it's, it's always it's the whole it's the whole thing for me is just like they they call them like casualties of war, you know what I mean? Like the, no. we 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 the allied the allied forces before we stormed Normandy in June 1944, when we softened up the targets with artillery and stuff like that, we killed tens of thousands of innocent French people. Okay. And then just, but the French were our allies. But I mean, we killed them. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's, it's insane. Like when you think about it, I like, know that. like what can be accepted as casualties of war for what, like the greater good? I guess at that time it was the greater good. I mean, Nazism was, I mean. And for like the modern world, like the 1900s, at least, like but that was a real fight. That was a real fight. Yeah, against an expanding force that was committing genocide. This is sure, not absolutely. a real fight. This is a straight up, like I've said many times, and I stand by, it's straight up genocide. It's a hundred percent an eradication. Yeah, I mean, the mo- yeah, again, intent. Like I'll I'll have a conversation about intent. You know what I mean? But it is. I mean, you you just gotta call it like you see it. It is what it is. It's yeah. it's the it's currently in mass numbers the killing of a people in a certain area and they're being displaced like i mean that's like look it up it's the the it's not word for word but it's a siege they see the word siege means to cut off all yeah. ties from the outside world to first start depleting them and then when they and they've been doing that for years uh more so one after october 7th but at that point you know they starve them they then bomb the shit out of them and then go in on the ground war to eradicate them and then who's getting that land? Israel, 100%. Yeah. And it's just the way it is. But, you know, we're going in circles saying the same shit over and over again. So, it's, sorry. It's awful. It's, I don't even know, you know, I do know to say, uh, pull for the ceasefire as much as you can. That's, yeah. what, that, that needs to happen to, to support, obviously support Hamas or support Israel doesn't make any sense. They're both awful. But support the civilians and try and get a ceasefire and then hopefully diplomatic. Minds will prevail and, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, fucking, yeah, right. Well, remember, anti-Zionism is not anti-Semitism. That's right. Okay? Being critical of the state of Israel and their policy right now towards the Palestinians in Gaza as they bomb the shit out of them into oblivion. That's what we're being critical of. Yes. Not anti-Semitic at all. My stepdad's Jewish. I love the man in death. He would probably argue a lot with me about a lot of these things. Okay, he's he's not like a Zionist or anything like that, but he believes in... He believes in at least a two-state solution. He believes that Israel should have a place in the world where they can live freely and stuff. And you know, I and I don't have a I'm problem with I don't have that. a problem with I'm that either. But that. but I don't think that's going to happen because both sides have people in them that at least have enough influence to continue they to allow these atrocities to happen between. I mean, there's just no. They don't look at their neighbors as human beings and human yeah. cultures. They look at them as animals and beasts. And that's a good way of putting it. You can't do anything about it. No. Well. Eight episodes, not too bad. Maybe we'll get to at least 10 next year. I don't know. My kids keep getting older. Things keep getting more complicated. I don't have a job. Who knows what my life's going to freaking be like. It's all changing. But we hope to be back. And this is what, Thursday? Let's see, I'm off tomorrow. I will have to be with my youngest for most of the day. Yeah, but we'll get this up to you soon. Yeah, we'll figure it Friday, out. Friday, over the weekend, You'll probably. see it. You'll see it. Cool. Or and it looks it. like we made it the whole, through, the whole way through with video, so. Yeah, yeah, we did. <laughs> All right, nerds. Thanks for Be listening. good to one another, you fucking assholes. Enjoy your holidays. Bye. But think about what's going on in the other end of the world. That's right. Season two. Out. The Professionals of Boredom Podcast. Out. <laughs>
<laughs> Lovely. 